Yes, we do. Every single Saturday, God willing, on these airwaves, my name is Casey Steve, the voice of Beer Valley on Merced's News Talk, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. That's for you, Marilyn. Every single Saturday on these airwaves, we come to you with some new content. Hopefully today is Saturday, the 29th of February, leap day, leap year. What is it? Yeah, I guess leap year, whenever you have an extra day in February, because normally there's 28. Not this year. Oh, i got to get ready. Anyway, uh, what's going on? Well, a lot. If you were with us from the beginning of the morning, I don't know what time people wake up, but beautiful day out there. Man, spring is here. <laughs> what happened to winter? Anyway, uh, 6 a.m., we replayed the fantastic interview of Joe Scotto, who was honored last night at the Friends of the Fair banquet for all he does at the Merced County Fair. We replayed his interview last week in the 6 a.m. hour. 8 o'clock, I was just kind of free-ranging it there, talked about a lot of different things. One of the big things is get your ballot in. I don't care how you feel. Yes, no, maybe J one two three K L M O, <laughs> whatever your pre- vote, just vote. Hey, even if you're a single issue person, you just want to get Costa over the line because he needs help, man. Whoo, what a race that is! Even if you're a single issue, vote that. You know, a DNV on the others or a non-vote, that, that's okay. We count them. We count them all. It's like taking. It's like when I took tests in school. You know, ten out of ten out of fifteen were right. So uh, all I'm saying is, is just try. Just try. Uh, get them in. They're postage paid. You know, what, what's postage now? 50, 55 cents? The, the county has been nice enough to put that on there for you. A couple of years ago, it was always, you know, if you, if you slipped it in the box and forgot, they'd still cover it. They didn't want that really getting out too much. But now, hey, free for all, baby. Ballot harvesting. You take the combine down your street. You know, get them all in the bin. Mark them. No, don't do that. Get them all, uh, however you get them in there, just, you know, hopefully legally, no uh, nefarious uh, harvesting techniques out there, you know, using dynamite to get fish. Come on, man. Let's do it the right way. You do have to sign the outside of your envelope, which I understood they were working on that because that kind of gets into the uh, identity issues that some people have. You know, the ring doorbell, you know, is Alexa listening to me and the kids at night? I mean, what's going on with Big Brother? Besides more taxes. So, again, you have to sign the outside of the envelope, and that's why you can deposit it in the secure station right outside the county building. Beautiful stainless steel. You know, that's going to be there more than 40 years. A little drop box there. You can get your vote in or, obviously, trust the U.S. Postal Service. But do it now because uh, Tuesday's the day. And as we sit here, that's, uh, let's see, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Was it four days? Four days away. Not a lot of hours. So please, please, please vote. We've talked about it ad nauseum, and it'll be so nice when the third comes and goes, and we can all be friends again. We can all break bread without uh, throwing the <laughs> throwing the the butter knives at each other. I'm telling you, man, this thing has been divisive, divisive to say the least. But you know, we're bigger than that. Come on, man. It's just it's just a bond. It's just a, an election. Whoever your candidate is. Uh, you know, vote. That's all I'm asking you to do is vote. Vote blue, no matter who. That's the Democrats' motto. Boy, did you see that debate Wednesday night? Hoochie-wawa. You talk about a food fight. You talk about throwing the kettle corn at each other. That was that was crazy. What a, a slow-motion train wreck. All I can say is Trump 2020, the only winner on that debate, actually the last couple of debates have, have been the president. 
have been the president. Of course, now they're trying to tie him, tie, tie him to the coronavirus. God bless him. Everyone gets a green participation ribbon for that debate last Wednesday. You know, y'all, all the Democrats, they all get a participation ribbon, but nobody won. Nobody won. The Democratic Party is imploding before our eyes. It's self-destructing. What used to be moderate voices have been drowned out by the radical, radical left side of the party, the lean-into-the-wind socialist slash communists that want to fundamentally change an America that is working pretty well. Low unemployment, stock market until recently was doing well. Some things are beyond our control, my friends. That's why they call it a pandemic, not an epidemic. It affects the whole world. It's affect economies all over the world, many more so than ours, much more than ours. And as I talked about in the first segment of my 8 o'clock hour, which you can always listen to again, going to 1480kyos.com, clicking on the Citizen Watch banner and scrolling down, there they all are. I talked about immigration, border control. We're going to have control potentially within our own county, within our own cities, if this thing gets much worse, because that's how you contain a problem, a contagion. And whether it's something that affects your physical health or your economical health, your economic health, your educational health, because there's only so many respirators when we get sick. And if those respirators, if those beds are full, well, what do we do? We're a benevolent country. We're a compassionate country. One of the most on the face of the planet. But we need to be realistic. We need to re understand our means, understand our capabilities and abilities. We can't do it all. We're not superhuman. We're not superman. We have great ideas. There's no question that we could be greater than we are. But there are limitations. We're only mortal men. We're humans. We're not machines. And when faced with situations like this, it really brings things into perspective, no matter what side of the fence you're on, because you know what? We all want to live so that we can succeed economically, so our children can succeed in education, so that everybody can live their dream. All dreamers. We're all dreamers, my friends. We all have aspirations. So this, this uh, situation with the outbreak, the situation with trying to change America, it's, it's, it's very divisive, and I hope this election, I hope that we can get back to normal. Until the next one in November... After uh, after Tuesday, but again, get your ballots in. Uh, let's see, kind of losing train here. Uh, an enchilada feed, something fun to do. Boy, this will take the edge off. The seventh of uh, next month, Saturday, just a week from today, the seventy-first annual Hornitos enchilada feed over there at the Golden Stag Hall. If you've never been to this, folks, it's a lot of fun. Manuela's the little bar over there. They open it up. Uh, just the town swells. I don't know, two, three thousand people go over there. I, I try to attend every year. It's always the first Saturday in March. Had we not had a leap year, it would have been today. So count yourself lucky you didn't miss it this year. You have one more. You have another chance because of leap year. Three thirty to eight p.m. benefits the the hall over there. The good things they do. Of course, they have the uh, Day of the Dead celebration coming up later in the year, uh, the end of October, first uh, day of November, I believe. Dia de los Muertos. Great, great celebration. Again, the town swells up. Open Manuela's again. And uh, it's just a nice time. So if you can support that, I'd appreciate it. Because, uh, you know, there's some good things going out. And Hornitos, they need all the help they can get. You talk about a small town, man. They live and die on some of the, uh, live and die on some of the uh, tourism up there, as Mariposa does. 
As you know, uh, Mariposa, they're chot tax, man. They get a lot of money in transportation occupancy tax over there. Big, big deal. You know, one of the things, I wanted to go back just a moment uh, to the report on education. Uh, They were talking about the Virginia Smith Trust and the development moving forward over there. Now, if you don't know, this was uh, land that was given to the Merced County Office of Education uh, several several hundred years ago. Uh, several years ago, it's 655 acres, several hundred acres is what I meant to say. So uh, located directly south and adjacent to the UC Merced campus on Lake Road and uh, provides an asset with tremendous capability to generate revenue for student scholarships. No kidding. No kidding. Currently, the land has more than 500 acres of income producing almonds. While they still produce, you know, they, they could be used as firewood too, but right now, almonds are big, big, big. Let me tell you what it's going to be like with no water, what the almonds are going to be. Anyway, 500 acres of almonds out there right now. I think they are, you know, in, increasing as the years go on as they mature and produce more almonds. But they're really looking at potentially, and get this, folks. Can you imagine providing a scholarship for every child in Merced County off of the development of that land? Now, wouldn't that be an amazing, an amazing accomplishment? And that land is pretty valuable. I hate to tell you where it is. It's right next to the UC and they are looking at a potential of uh, just, I mean, an amazing, amazing 4,000 housing units, 150,000 square feet of office space, over a half a million square feet of retail space. 61% of the acres are in parkland, open spaces. Of course, you have some canals and stuff that run through that. Just a beautiful vision, vision of the Merced County Office of Education. Hopefully, they'll be able to complete that. With the land they have. And again, when we talk about land that has been donated, land that has been you know, given for the purpose of helping a community, I, I have to talk just a little bit, as I promised I would, about the uh, Merced Community College and their uh, involvement with a gentleman, uh, Manraj Kalin, who uh, got some land uh, that had been uh, given to the university, or excuse me, to the, the college, kind of a, uh, you know, it's kind of a same type of deal as the Virginia Smith Trust. You know, people die, they want to uh, leave their land to uh, folks, uh, to organizations. Uh, there was a piece of land called the Craft Ranch uh, that uh, Merced College had. It's out there in the uh, Planada, the Grand area, and uh, they had leased this throughout the years. One of the conditions, uh, my understanding, was that it be in row crops, uh, no permanent crops, alfalfa, that sort of thing, whatever you want to grow, but something that could be changed every year. And again, it was for the benefit of the uh, college. And so uh, they had this land laying around. It was being farmed. So they went with a, uh, an agreement, and this was in the news several months ago, maybe a year or so now. Remember the big $5,000 cardboard check? Everybody was standing behind it, the Merced College Foundation, who's actually the landlord uh, for the uh, college for this in uh, this, this uh, lease of the old Kraft Ranch. And uh, it's really, they're not really calling it, it was a tenant slash donor, as the uh, license agreement indicates here, 16-page license agreement between the Merced Community College Foundation for the benefit of the Merced Community College District. And again, the Merced Community, 
the Merced College Foundation has been something that's been around for a long, long time. Uh, you know, funding, sporadic, their efforts sporadic, and then they received some new leadership recently along with this $5 million cardboard check. Now, the land is 115, a little over 115 acres, so it's not a tremendous, uh, huge operation, but again, it's 115 acres that you and I, as the community of the Community College District, own or, or have or we've entrusted to the college. Again, fiduciary responsibility of the board, the Community College Board of Directors over there. So this is a uh, 30... Seven-year lease term for this land, this 115 acres, and it's going to be put in uh, permanent crops, uh, pistachio nuts, or such other nut crop as the parties may agree to in writing. Now they have decided, and pistachios are planted. From year one through six of this agreement, considered the preparation and pre-production years of the crop, the parties agree that an in-kind charitable donation shall be made to the tenant donor, by the tenant donor, and shall be invested into the premises to cover the startup costs and uh, expenses and ongoing costs of cultivation and development of the property for the growing, harvesting, and production of pistachios. Now, what's interesting about this is this is a private individual, this RHM Farms, who has been given a, I don't know, was this bid out? Was this allowed to be, uh, was other people offered the opportunity to, to uh, develop this property? On behalf of the college, on behalf of the Merced College Foundation, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the board could answer that question. The Merced College Foundation, I'm reading from the agreement, agrees to receive charitable donation payments made by the donor and maintain those funds in a bank account in the name of the Merced College Foundation, but maintained for the sole purpose of providing administrative services to the tenant donor under this agreement. What? 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 Is the money ever going to go to the, the college? Is it ever going to go to the foundation? For the performance of administrative services, the Merced College Foundation shall receive an administrative fee of 6%. So a little slice right off the top, and that's uh, probably how the foundation is funding itself as it comes in. But it wasn't $5 million right off the, the giddy-up. Now, the tenant, the donor, desires to make an in-kind charitable donation to the district, which the tenant donor will invest in the premises to develop, maintain, farm, and operate a nut orchard on the property in order to generate a tax-deductible charitable donation in the amount of $5 million to be, ta to be paid to the Merced College Foundation in annual installments over a period of 37 years. Now... Some people have told me, no, Casey, this is a 30-year agreement. This is a 40-year agreement. It was 37 years. The first six years are preparation and non-production years. In other words, no money except for the administrative fees. The crop, the crop will not start production until year seven with the expectation of full maturation and full production starting in year 10. So what does the, uh, the district get? I believe they get a million. Let's see. The charitable donation shall be paid at the following installments. Non-production year one, $600,000. The charitable donation for year one shall be made as an in-kind contribution to cover the cost of an expense. So in-kind, 
In other words, uh, he's putting it in the land. It's not necessarily a wheelbarrow full of money. Non-production year two, $250,000. Three, $250,000. Number four. These are all non-production years. Quarter of a million. Now, year seven through year 37. Now, let's see. We take seven away from 30. Okay, that's 30 years. A donation of at least $100,000 annually. Now, some people have told me, Casey, it's $300,000. Well, no. It's 100000 There's a one. There's no three here. The only three are the 30 years that they're going to pay this. Donation of at least $100,000 annually until full amount is received. However, and this is the good part, if revenue exceeds annual expectations, approximately double of normal revenue at the time of the agreement for pistachio production per acre, then the donor agrees to make donations above the overall charitable amount per year proportional to the profit made in that given year. But they will pay at least $100,000 annually to the Merced College Foundation as an unrestricted contribution for the Merced College agricultural programs. Well, hey, more money for ag, which we can't deny. Total initial charitable contribution is in-kind contributions will be $1,850,000. This is the investment in the land. And when questioned, and I talked to Mr. Kalen, Mr. Conlon, I apologize, so I'm saying your name wrong. And he said, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, writing it off. You know, I'm, I'm benefiting the, uh, the college by doing, uh, doing these improvements. So why, why shouldn't I write it off? And, you know, I wish we were also lucky. Total gift from year 7 to 37, 30 years, $3,150,000. And, of course, that's after you're up and running. I don't know what the total profit would be on 115-plus acres of pistachios. I guess it could go down again. If they're worthless, I guess it'd just be worth firewood. So, you know, there's that. There's the, uh, you know, there's the, uh, there's that. And this is property that, again, you and I own because it's the Merced Community College District. I mean, you know, when they want money, they come to us, right? So when they have the asset, which in their plan on Measure J, by the way, they want to buy more property. I don't know if it's to do these type of deals. Would you call this a sweetheart deal? I don't know. Was it bid out? Was it a... Did it go out to the other people in the community, the other farmers in our community, the people that have been doing ag in our community for two, three generations? Or did it just go out to RHM Farms, the California General Partnership? Hey, I'm not, you know, we all need money. We all need money. But they did talk about the Kraft Ranch being an agricultural land lab for students to learn production and harvesting practices. That was part of the press release. You know, the big cardboard check, everybody standing behind there, the smiles. Look at all the money we got. It, it was cardboard, my friends. You could That wouldn't even fit in the ATM slot. And if it did, it would get spit right back out at you. But that was not in the contract as far as an agricultural land lab for students. I've looked. I got it right here. Maybe there was an amendment. Maybe the board can answer those questions. I don't know. Now, when we talk about the board, some people recuse themselves from the vote when this uh, agreement came up before the board last year, almost a year ago now. This has been going on for a while, this issue with this craft ranch. I've been holding on to this information, kind of vetting it, making sure that what I've been given, what I've been told... What I've seen is correct, and uh, as far as I can tell, it is. And uh, basically, back on March 26, almost a year ago, Trustee Ramirez disclosed a relationship she had with the uh, donor, tenant, and recused herself from voting. 
But uh, one of the other board members, new board member representing uh, his area, John Pedrozo, Jay Pedrozo, didn't recuse himself while apparently having some business dealings with the tenant slash donor, some land transaction dealings. And again, you really need to keep these things at an arm's length. I don't know if the board has an attorney or any sort of legal advisory council. You know, the Brown Act is just, just a suggestion here in Merced County a lot of times. But very, very interesting what's going on with public land. And it makes you wonder, if they do this with 115 acres, what are they going to do with two-thirds of a billion dollars? Cash outlay, $247 million. We have to pay back 614 And these are rough numbers, folks. A lot, of, a lot of bread gets buttered with that kind of money. A lot of consultants. I talked about the glass, the glossy, the glassy, makes you glassy eye trying to read it. The glossy publication from the college, the facilities master plan. You go to page one, uh, I talked about it in the other, the other segment. You got to go to page 162 of this thing, the lower left-hand corner. You get a magnifying glass out, count the red buildings, a lot of them being demolished. Was it say Merced Campus Master Plan existing buildings to be removed? So again, a lot of disinformation on a lot of things, but I just try to read the facts. And it makes me wonder when if the board is doing things well, what are they going to do with a quarter of a billion dollars over 40 years? And I think we really need to hold the board accountable as we do our elected bodies. We still are a representative form of government. We're not into the ministerial processes yet. And boy, I got some information about that coming down the road you want to listen next week when we talk about sb 35 some of the things coming to the city of merced yes the city of merced let me lay this on you how about a project six acres with 800 bedrooms on it oh yeah it's coming merced it's coming there's a lot of things so again stay informed stay on top keep your electeds accountable and and be careful what you what you give them you give them a lot of power in these bonds, in this money. Again, that ballot, it may have a 55-cent stamp on it, but you know what the value of that envelope is? The value of that envelope, hundreds of thousands of dollars. If you're a business owner, four or 5,000 acres, that vote, your vote, has an implication that reverberates throughout this community, throughout this economy, throughout our valley, throughout our county, three counties, actually, Merced, Madera, Fresno, in relation to Jay, Proposition 13, all 58 counties. Your vote has a huge impact, a huge, huge impact, my friends. That envelope is worth literally, it's invaluable. I can't even calculate the value of that envelope. So vote. Don't let it just sit there. Don't throw it in the mail or the garbage underneath the coffee grounds. Fill it out. Even if you're a one issue, a one horse issue, just, just you know, you got one race you're concerned about. You're a burner you want to get over the line, you want to make sure that you know that Bernie's the way to go, do it. Do it. Come on. Vote. I wish you'd fill out all the boxes. Same way with the city of Merced. Whatever you got going, whatever your issue is, please, please vote. These issues are so important. We have to hold our electeds. We have to hold our elected boards accountable. Because otherwise, we're all going to be living on the, on the freeway right away there won't be any money left. We're the only ones, landowners, private property owners, commercial property, you're the only ones with any money left. Wake up, smell the coffee. <sighs> Maybe I've had too much. My name is Casey Steed, the voice of your valley. 
on Merced's News Talk, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. I couldn't do it without you, all my listeners. I love you so much. We have more that unites us than divides us. Never forget that. The election will come and go. We'll all be friends. And Jason Lachance, I miss you more than you know. You did so much for me at this station. Thank you. Good luck on your future endeavors. We'll see you next week, folks. Moving so phenomenally, you more like the way we rock it. So don't stop.